Nope. Still no official hiring for the next University of Alabama head football coach. There's rumors galore right now. Of course, you probably know that Dan Lanning said that he's staying at Oregon. There's rumors that Sark told the administration at Texas last night that he's staying. Kalen DeBoer seems to be the popular pick this afternoon to be the next head coach at Alabama. But apparently, Bama wants this thing to move quick. They want to hire their next head coach 72 hours away from the incredible bombshell that dropped yesterday on the rush. Oh my gosh, dude. Is that one of those college football stories that you're going to remember where you were when you found out that Nick Saban was retiring? Like, I will because it was live yep. on the air. Or do you think that you'll, when you think back to that, you'll always remember where you were, what you were doing? Oh, I'll when remember. You heard that? What, no were, were, what, 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 uh, what were you doing? I was where were out. You at? I was I'm trying to think exactly where I was. I was out looking at a house that me and my wife might end up purchasing so that's where i was when i got the news exciting times then then my phone started blowing up (laughs) needless to say and i think it's pretty clear what is afoot here is it not tyler we were all wondering why the delay in announcing zach alley as the new defensive coordinator at oklahoma well Turns out it's going to be Nick Saban that's the next defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. Oh and that's, that's why Zach Alley has not been officially introduced. Oh, you think he's going to get that title? Because we already got a text from the text line, Saban to be an analyst for Brent at OU. So you're reporting that he's just going to be, he's actually getting a pay grade. He's going to be the DC and not just an analyst on staff. All right, you heard it here first on Locked In. Saban will be the DC, not just an analyst here at, uh, at Oklahoma. It was a wild day yesterday. Those are the most fun days to do radio when you have it all mapped out, you have it all planned out, and you know at that moment, Parker, throw it all out the window. Yep. I want to talk about this basketball game tonight, but this is the one of the biggest stories college football has seen in the past 20 years. And it, it was fun because Travis and I are on air. We're into the second hour of the show. I think it was second hour. Maybe it was still the first hour when it happened. But I had just said 30 minutes prior. Just said it, man, because we were talking about, well, when's the Zach Alley stuff going to be uh, uh, officialized? When, when's that going to happen? And I made the point that, you know what, text line, I love you guys for a lot of reasons, but I love that in the middle of the segment, when we maybe can't monitor Twitter, if breaking news happens, if breaking news happens in the world of sports, you always hit us up on the text line immediately to you know give us a hint that that's coming. So 30 minutes after I say that, Someone text in, Nick Saban is retiring. You know what I thought at the time? What a giant troll this person is. Seriously? <laughs> I just give it up to the text line and now they're trying to troll us? I guess I'll check it out just in case. But really, this is a waste of time. We're on a totally different topic. This is just a giant troll. And then it happened. I was stunned. And here we are now. <laughs> We're 22 hours or so away from that announcement and it's still stunning, dude. Still stunning that it's the news. And it was a fun, you know, two and a half hours or so doing the show. We got so many texts yesterday, man. I bet. So many texts with who they think Alabama should go after. Who would it be? This would be funny if Alabama goes after this coach. But everyone was making the joke about Zach Alley. Actually, I don't think it was a joke at the time. I think it was serious. Is this why Zach Alley hasn't been introduced? Is he going to be in Alabama? Is he going to be a part of this move? What's going on? We got a lot of Zach Alley text. Uh, a lot of jokes about, well, Saban's stepping down. He's scared to come to Norman. 
And then two particular names that people kept bringing up on the text line. And I don't know if you got this on the message board last night. I bet you did. There was a lot of Casey Poe text and a lot of Jordan Renaud text Uh yesterday. What are our chances of getting those guys since we didn't get them in recruiting? Casey Poe and Jordan Renaud. So we were quickly there after Saban announced the retirement. All right, let's go poach his roster with guys that uh, you tried to recruit a year or two ago. Poaching Alabama's roster is going to be much easier said than done because – I highly doubt Nick Saban would have left anything to chance, and it's been reported now that Alabama did tell their players, hey, we'll have this figured out in the next 72 hours. We'll have the hire announced. If you want to hit the portal after that, then fine, but at least wait to see who we hire first. And so I don't think there is going to be a mass exodus in Tuscaloosa. I don't doubt that there will be a select few players that decide, you know what, well, Coach Saban isn't here anymore. I'm out. There will be players that decide that, but I don't think there is going to be a mass exodus by any means. Uh, You know what else would make a ton of sense, Tyler? Maybe this is why Ted Roof stepped down at Oklahoma, because (laughs) he knew this vacancy was coming open, and he was ready to head back to Tuscaloosa, a place where he once served as a graduate assistant. What what years was he there in 92? Late 80s, okay. early 90s, something like that. I, I'm just, I, I'm just one. Like he won a national championship at Auburn, correct? As the defensive coordinator, yes, he did. Could he be one of the few to win a national championship at two schools within the same state? Huh? Ted Roof on his way to winning a, a his, national championship at Bama. His very first coaching gig. Here's what it was. His very first coaching gig was as a GA at Alabama mm. in 1987 and 1988. Ah, how about that? Let's get that rumor going. Ted Roof is on the uh, on the short list right now for the head coaching vacancy at uh, at Alabama. Yeah, so we got a lot of Casey Poe, Jordan Renaud text, and a lot of um, – and, and this is kind of an OG text for this show. Like, this show hasn't been around for five years or anything like that. This is one of the – I guess this is the newest show – on the station, correct? Yeah, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary last week. Oh, well, we didn't even talk about it. I know, we did <laughs> Happy two years. A lot of Cole Adams text. There you go. Cole Adams, I he was like the first in-state prospect, you and I doing this show, that we really spent a lot of time on, you know? And Cole Adams ends oh, up boy. going to Alabama. So Cole Adams, Casey Poe, and Jordan Renaud. We've already got people texting about those names. Oh, and and man, maybe we can get deeper into that later And it was show. such a saga because it was like, when are they going to offer Cole Adams? When are they going to offer Cole Adams? When are they going to offer Cole Adams? And then they offered Cole Adams. like, well, okay, they offered Cole Adams. But Alabama came to the table with the offer like three months earlier than OU did. Are they going to be able to beat out Alabama? And ultimately they could not. But uh, Holman Wiggins, Alabama's former receivers coach, is now at Texas A&M. Obviously Saban is out the door. So, I mean, I guess if you're just looking at those particular factors, yeah, Cole Adams leaving Alabama would make sense in theory. But even so, like, if a guy like that were to come available on the market, Tyler – do you have room to take him? That's, I mean, just where you're at overall. Forget it, wide receiver. Like wide receiver is a totally different discussion. Um, just overall numbers wise, right now, and we've talked about it with the portal. You're going to do some processing after spring ball. That'll happen. But um, you're you're pretty full up on on numbers right now as we speak, man. So it, it, it would be nice in theory to add any of those three names. You're just in a you're in a tough spot numbers-wise already, but especially if you're talking about bringing in another wide receiver. I mean, just because you feel like you're really good there. 
And for someone that's just not proven at this level just yet. Gosh. Like, you brought in Dion Burks, and the numbers were already tight, but, uh-huh. well, you make room for a guy like Dion Burks. I'm driving up to Nebraska tonight. I might stop somewhere along the way and throw a bit of money down at a sports book for Mike Gundy to be the next head coach at <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Please. Uh, Mike Gundy ends up having to come back to Norman next year, and he's running oh, out as the amazing. Alabama head coach. He'll have an Alabama – the game's in November, so just like he was at Oklahoma State, he'll have an Alabama hoodie tucked into his khaki pants. I still don't know how he, how he does that. The hoodie tucked into the pants, that would seem very, very uncomfortable – but if he's the head coach at Alabama next year, he'll be running out. Man, you know what's funny? And I, I don't want anybody to take this comparison for more than it's worth. Okay. Listen, hear what I'm saying and don't hear anything I'm not. But as far as coaching style, Mike Gundy is definitely cut from the Nick Saban cloth in that he's just like, well, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to do things my way. It's going to be old school, and that's how we're going to build this program. My way or the highway type of mentality. Worked out for Nick Saban at Bama. And, hey, man, I, I got all the respect for Saban as a coach. How, how could you not? Look what he's accomplished. Um, he's had to kind of adjust a couple of different times throughout his career. Once with the change in offense, kind of after that, what, 2008 season, I guess, offenses started to really change in the sport. He adapted with the times, and he had to adapt with all this NIL and transfer portal stuff. I got nothing but respect for Nick Saban. But, man... If one of us retired today, what would you do the next day? Maybe you'd spend time with family. Maybe you'd go out to the golf course if it was nice enough. Maybe you'd already be on a plane the next day to go on a beach somewhere. Saban was at the office at 8 a.m. this morning, the day after he retired. And according to Cole Kublik, dude has been calling recruits all day today up there at the facility. Dang, man. So, did he actually retire? That's the thing. Are you retired if you're working? Maybe he's retiring and they're just restructuring his contract. Like, fake retiring just to scare Alabama. Oh, my God! Life without Saban! Let's offer him $25 million! I don't think that's really happening here, but dude was back at the facility this morning, and apparently he's been calling recruits all day. I I got mad props to, to him for that. And I'm guessing that he's probably calling Ryan Williams, who's the only decommit they have thus far. Five-star wide receiver who's been committed to Bama since October 8th of 2022. Decommitted right after the news yesterday. And you're talking about Holman Wiggins. I guess this Ryan Williams guy, this kid, he's, he's already going to visit Texas A&M. So Ooh, A&M is uh, reportedly going to be to try to be the first team to capitalize on the Saban retirements. Interesting. I thought this was a great tweet earlier from Booger McFarland. Who is? How many times did you ever say that? I, I, I was about to say, not often you can say that, but great text, or great tweet, I mean, from Booger McFarland yesterday when he said, five years ago this was Dabo's job to lose. However, his inability to change with the times have changed that drastically. I, and, I actually you know, feel like, the same way. I feel the same way, man. Well, and it's wild because it, it, it kind of feels like in 2024 – For the first time in a while, you know, there have been hypotheticals and theories thrown around for years about, well, what if Nick Saban retires? What happens at Alabama? The answer was kind of always right there in front of your face. There's no clear answer right now. There's really not. I mean, there's no guy that you're like, yep, that's the next set. For instance, Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma. Everybody said, Brent Venables. That's it. And 
yes, Dabo was probably that guy at one point he for was. Alabama. He was were, that guy at one point. There were other points where other candidates probably would have seemed like the logical choice if and when Nick Saban chose to retire, but it's 2024, and there's no one guy in the profession that is very obviously at the top of the wish list. I guess probably. Kirby could be that guy, but Maybe, we all, I mean, like, Kirby's not leaving Georgia. Like, he, that's just not, why, and why would Kirby leave Georgia? He's, he's got it going on there right now. But, hey, look, you, you mentioned Lincoln Riley. How about two years ago, dude? LSU thought they had him. I'm texting the Friday before Bedlam, a guy that does a radio show in Baton Rouge. He's like, dude, it's done. It's going to happen. This is happening. Like The LSU side, they thought the Friday before Bedlam, they thought, yep, it's, it's done. We, we got him. LSU would have taken him. Of course, USC did take him. And now his name is not only is he not going to get that job, Parker, no one is even mentioning Lincoln Riley's name for Alabama. Um, and maybe he has odds somewhere for it, but you talk about someone's stock that's fallen the past two years. My God, his stock has fallen. I- imagine telling someone two years ago, Tyler, that Nick Saban was going to retire in January 2024, and neither Lincoln Riley nor Bob Stoops would be on the hot board at Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. Uh, the sport moves quickly. Uh, Dan Lanning, he's turned it down. There were reports last night that he was in Tuscaloosa, and he's like, what? I was watching a Jason Bourne movie with my family. What's going on here? <laughs> I loved that so much. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Oh, boy, a lot of text to get to, which we love. We'll get to that. Cruton, yes, we'll update you on the transfer portal. And Zalance heard as well right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot to get to there. From the 918, Lincoln Riley is a better turnkey team coach. He's great at taking other good coach teams and lasting it for a few years. Oh, well, he might be perfect for Alabama then. <laughs> yeah. He could just kind of you know, keep it going. It dips a little bit, but after two to three years, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse every year. Saw that here. Glenn from Nashville. If I'm Bama, I back up the Brinks truck to Sark's house. As an added benefit, we all get to watch Austin meltdown. That would be fun to see uh, the Texas coach leave to go take the Alabama job and watch Texas scramble and uh, see how they have to replace Sark. I mean, I think they could replace Sark. It feels like they've got the best foundation they've had there in over a decade pretty easily. But watching Texas scramble would be would be a lot of fun if here's, it is. Here's my question, Tyler. Put yourself in the shoes of an Alabama fan. You are Do they wear shoes? Roll Tide Willie doesn't put, wear shoes. Put yourself in the slides <laughs> of an Alabama fan. There you go. <laughs> what hire are you satisfied with? Dan Lanning. There's just one problem. That ain't happening. Here's the truth, man. And I said at the time when Brent Venables was hired, not that I had been professionally a part of a lot of head coaching hirings around here. I hadn't. It was just one as long as uh, I've been uh, doing a show here. But it felt pretty rare that the entirety of the fan base, or at least it felt like the entirety of the fan base, was all on board with the Brent Venables hire. Yeah. Didn't it feel like at the time there was one hire and one hire only that everyone wanted? It was Brent. That's not the case at Alabama. So I don't think in any way they're going to be satisfied because it's the realization, Parker, that whoever they hire 
Ain't going to be Nick Saban. Won't be as good as Saban. <laughs> I think you're spot on. And I've just – and maybe I need to spend more time on Alabama message boards amidst this whole saga. Maybe that's the lesson that I'm learning in real time right now. But – even when there was the reports being floated, Dan Lanning is in Tuscaloosa. He's interviewing for the job tomorrow morning, which ended up getting shot down, right? But even then, it didn't feel like that fan base was jumping up and down going, Dan Lanning, let's go! Yeah, You know, like, you said it best. At OU, two years ago, everybody wanted Brent. At Alabama here in 2024, I don't know who everybody wants, and I don't really know who everybody is going to be satisfied with. I don't think it makes it a less attractive job, as some have suggested on the text line, to try and follow what Nick Saban has done because so much of the winning infrastructure and culture is already right there that you are walking into a ready-made situation. But even so, I don't think it's going to be the type of deal where whoever gets off the plane in Tuscaloosa – is met with raucous applause and hype. Yeah. By the way, can we talk about something that happened last night? The fact that Alabama fans and droves showed up to the Nick Saban statue and dropped off oatmeal cream pies and 20-ounce bottles of Coke there. He did not die. Nick Saban did okay, not well, die. Oh, you fans <laughs> did do the same thing with the Bob Stoops yeah, statue yeah, when he, he was in it. He when he was on with us, he was like, "Oh no, I did not die." Teddy, tell tell them to take the flowers away. Yeah, they were dropping off oatmeal cream pies and twenty ounce Coca Colas last night. <laughs> that was amazing. Cherokee Sooner says, "I don't want to wear a Bama fan shoes. Might have to get a shot <laughs> afterwards." SEC fans, uh, at least they used to, call Bama fans gumps. I'm sure that'll make sense to a lot of people. Yeah, Forrest Gump, you know, obviously Forrest Gump started Alabama. LSU fans were called corn dogs. Uh, There was a thing at one point where all SEC fans called LSU fans corn dogs because apparently LSU fans smelled like corn dogs. I feel like they smell like something else other than corn dogs, but yeah, Bama fans, the Gumps. That's oh, what you're supposed to call whoever, them. whoever sent that Rick Pitino text, that's such a good text. I wish I could read it on the air, but I can't. Oh my gosh, amazing text! Just by the way. a uh, include. I, I want to acknowledge include that. A, a bathroom in an Italian restaurant. And yes, texter, you you got that, you got that right on. <laughs> oh. Man, Scott T no. says I would have chowed on some oatmeal cream pies and a bottle of Coke. That sounds good. Yeah, shoot, snack time. If I walk past that Nick Saban statue, uh, Postal Sooner says if Bama was smart, they would go after Brent Venables. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Travis yesterday. All right, okay. Will there be any head coach in the state of Oklahoma, any head coach at all, that will be interviewed, seriously mentioned for this Alabama job? I- any coach whatsoever? In the state, no, I don't. I did not think so yesterday, and I don't think so today. Either. Although I am intrigued by the odds that I could get on Mike Gundy being the next Alabama head coach, like <laughs> I mentioned. But I, I don't think that's going to happen for entertainment purposes. It would for be for entertainment a purposes hire. and the possibility of maybe turning five dollars into a thousand. That has me curious, but I I don't think Brent Venables or Mike Gundy gets seriously mentioned. Bookmark this. Okay. Dave from Mizzou says, if Sark is hired at Alabama, Texas will have had more coaches than wins over OU in the last 10 games. Wow. <laughs> That's a stat. Is uh, Dave, I'm just going to – I'm not even going to check that. I – 
I'm just going to say that is an amazing stat, and I'm going to choose to believe you on that one. Well, they're what? Four and six against Oklahoma in the last ten games, or three and seven? Uh, let's see. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have no, to. No, we we can count this back. Well, because they played in the Big Twelve championship game, it always confu- That yes. one always throws me off. So let's see. If we go back, they won this year. They lost last year. One and one. They won the previous two. OU's three and one at that point. Twenty nineteen, they won. Yep. Four and one. Split in twenty eighteen. Yep. Five and two. Twenty seventeen, OU won. Uh, twenty sixteen. OU won. 2015, they, they lost. lost. So, yeah, three and seven. Three, three and seven, seven in so the last ten. The head coaches over that span of time would be Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, Sark. Mac Brown's last year was 2014, wasn't it? It was 2013. 20, 2014. 2013, his last game yeah. was against uh, Oregon in that Alamo Bowl the year that OU played Bama in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, so. okay, so if you have a fourth Texas head coach, then oh yes, that holds gosh. up. Dave from Mizzou, text of the day. That is fantastic. Um, Sark to Alabama, just so we can all tweet that out, and it would be amazing. What Please. OU Twitter should if OU Twitter was smart, well, I shouldn't say that. OU Twitter is smart. I don't want to call you Twitter yeah, dumb or careful. even make it sound like I'm doing so. But I, what I should have said was the smart idea for OU Twitter, if you really want to wage perpetual war with Mizzou fans, because let's face it, they're embracing the rivalry <laughs> at this point. What you need to do is start posting a bunch of fake stuff about how Eli Drinkwitz is in the running to be oh, Alabama's next head coach. Because as worked up as Missouri fans got some of OU Twitter over the whole David Stone to Mizzou thing, it would be hilarious if you returned fire with Eli Drinkwitz is considered the leader in the clubhouse to be the next head coach at Alabama and just watch them freak out. Yeah, uh, that that would be uh, – th- that's the thing. Like, does this – does this impact OU in a big way? Uh, it's tough to tell. Like, we'll see who gets hired. It could definitely impact the game in November – But it feels like this impacts Auburn a little bit more, Georgia a little bit more. The point is, for now, OU fans can just kind of sit back and enjoy the entertainment that's going on. And and that's what I've been doing so far up to this point. Camo Sooner says, I would love Mike uh, Mike Gundy and Roll Tide Willie getting together. Mike Gundy would be the only person who could understand Roll Tide Willie word for (laughs) word. He'd be the only one. They would get each other. They get him. Mike Gundy would like he would represent the state of Alabama well now, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, uh, you want a yes. guy that the state can rally by. Rat- they have any rattlesnakes there? They got a rattlesnake festival for him. I don't think go so. down and hang out. Uh, all right, let's get serious. I guess for ninety seconds. This text from the six one five odds less than twenty percent on Lance Hurd. Has much changed from yesterday or even forty eight hours ago? Is it still no, OU Ole Miss I, Tennessee? OU Ole Miss Tennessee and look that. The harsh reality is Ole Miss and Tennessee have offered a lot more money to Lance Hurd than OU has. A lot more money. And again, I'm not going to say the number. It's not my place to say the number or to disclose the numbers. Uh, There's a reason, and I would hope it would be apparent to everybody, why you don't throw those numbers around willy-nilly. But um, if you knew the number that Tennessee and Ole Miss had on the table for Lance Hurd— I would venture a guess that 95% of OU fans would say, holy smokes, that's way too much to pay an offensive tackle. No way we should be giving him that. And you know what? In the beginning, we probably, I don't know if we would have guessed the exact number, 
But we thought that this would probably be the scenario, right? You're you're in it. You're in the top three. But did you give out as as aggressive of an NIL offer as Ole Miss or Tennessee? No, I, I guess I'm not too shocked of where it's at right now. Like regarding that, we'll see if he takes that Ole Miss offer and. What happens this weekend? Same thing we said 48 hours ago. The other offensive line target, Terrence Ferguson, I uh, I did see that he was crystal ball to FSU. Just just by one person, not by a lot, but it seems like things no, might it, be trending towards Florida yeah, State for Terrence it, Ferguson. It, it does sound like Terrence Ferguson's going to be a Seminole. So I, I, unless Mike Norvell's the next head coach at Alabama, then who knows? But yeah, Florida State is where that one's trending. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Speaking of offensive linemen, Oh, you just sent out a new offer to an elite 2025 offensive lineman in the state of Georgia. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Ref. Man, I'm going to play some Roll Tide Willie clips during the rush today, and I feel like this has to be the bumper behind him, don't you think? Of course. It's only right. Only been to Bryant-Denny Stadium one time. It was when OU played Bama in 03. Walked up the ramp like my first view of the stadium. This song just starts blaring. It was like the perfect <laughs> moment to walk up the ramp into Bryant-Denny Stadium. But we'll be back sometime soon. Tuscaloosa, that trip was a uh, lot of fun. One of the more fun uh, OU road game trips that uh, I've taken. OU won that game, what, 20-13 to 13 back in 2003, I believe? We don't talk a lot of NFL on this show, um, but I did want to mention this because I think it's fascinating. It's going to be crappy weather in Kansas City on Saturday. What's the windshield down to, like, negative 22, something crazy like that? Apparently, it's going to be bad in Buffalo as well. They are talking about moving the game to Cleveland if lake effect weather and a state of emergency is declared in western New York on Sunday. So for you Steelers or Bills fans out there, it could be moved to Cleveland. That's ridiculous. Our society is soft. (laughs) You think they move the game to Cleveland if it were 1984 instead of 2024? Steely's somewhere shaking his fist. I know. I'm sure it'll feel a whole lot better in Cleveland with the uh, lake effect that they have there. Yeah, like of all the places to move the game to, why Cleveland? (laughs) I mean, it'd be just as cold there. Maybe not the massive snowdrifts that apparently are going to happen, but... Like, why not Detroit? Yeah, indoors, right? Yeah, indoors. Well, I guess they're hosting a playoff game. Oh, but, shoot. That's I, I take it for granted. I Ford know. Ford Field is going to be empty Normally, this time Ford of Field year. is always open this time of the year. Um, I misspoke that last segment, by the way. Not an elite offensive lineman. An elite defensive lineman. Uh, Kevin Wynn in the state of Georgia, six foot four, three hundred and nineteen pounds. Rivals has him ranked as a three star, but it's early in the cycle. Rankings are going to change, especially when you consider that this kid has a Bama offer. He's got a Georgia offer. He's got an LSU offer. Um, just early on, do we feel like OU has Todd Bates has much of a chance here? With a six foot four, three hundred twenty pound, twenty pound defensive tackle from Georgia, who already has some major SEC offers. With him being a guy from out of the southeast, sure. I yes, Todd Bates and OU have a chance, but you know, how long ago did, did this offer drop? I uh, well, I just saw it last night, I think. So it it looks like it's pretty recent. Yeah, I just way way too early to tell, but. Todd Bates, Brent Venables, and the remainder of the Sooner staff, Brandon Hall as well, with all the ties that they have down in the Southeast. Yeah, they'll be able to make a run at this kid if they want to. If they want to. And they always make dozens and dozens of offers. 
and the guys that they prioritize, well, that's a more exclusive list. But if they choose, if they choose to prioritize him, yeah, you'd figure they'd have a good shot. George is not going to lose their coach, this uh, coaching carousel. At least I don't think that they're going to lose their coach. But um, going to get a defensive tackle that has a Georgia offer from the state of Georgia at this point in time, not that it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's just uh, it's really difficult at this time to go get a defensive tackle that Georgia really wants from their own backyard. So I, how like maybe this is the last time we bring up Kevin Wynn. Maybe we talk about him a lot throughout the next several months. But that's always going to be a storyline. Is well going to get an elite defensive lineman in the state of Georgia over Georgia is probably going to be pretty difficult. It will, but it's not impossible. Not impossible. I mean, Clemson has done it. Alabama has done it. Florida State has done it. And as far as the defensive line is concerned, Oklahoma hasn't done it yet. But I think they're continuing to build to a point where they're going to be able to pull that off. Almost did it a couple years ago with Caden McDonald, who ended up going to Ohio State. Almost pulled it off. But, yeah, look, you get to recruit around 10 wins now instead of six. So there you go. Uh, CD from Hockley says, if Kalen DeBoer gets the Bama job, does Platt flip to OU? Well, Platt's signed with Oregon. Yes, correct. Not Washington. So, no, and Dan Lanning's not work. leaving because he was watching Jason Bourne last night with, uh, with his family. But apparently OU did finish second to Oregon in that, uh, in that recruitment. Uh, by the way, shouts out to Dan Lanning, man, because he turned that whole saga into an amazing Recruiting pitch. Do you see the video? I thought, dude, I thought the exact same thing. And not even that, like, he's retweeting Josh Pate earlier today, right? (laughs) Because you know, Oregon is is fighting that right now. Those schools, Washington, Muleshoot, whoever else is recruiting against Oregon, they were using all that ammo. Really, Oregon? Dude's going to Alabama. Like, he's the odds on favorites in up at Alabama. I thought that was. Great by Dan Lanning. And I hate to give the University of Oregon any credit whatsoever, but that's the way to do it nowadays, right? If a program like Alabama wants you, because coaching searches in the past, Parker, we just hear like, well, he reportedly turned it down. Like there's no public official, not a lot of times, a public statement that they're turned down a job. That was beautiful by Dan Lanning to publicly turn it down, release that video. That's a hell of a recruiting pitch for Oregon, for sure. Peyton on the text line says, is DeBoer a good enough recruiter for Bama? And <laughs> no disrespect, Peyton, but I think you're asking the wrong questions at that point because I am not convinced that matters in the slightest. Are you really all that concerned that a guy who has a career record of 104-12 and 12 as a head coach isn't going to be able to recruit to a place like Alabama? Again, at this point in time, I, I don't really care what Kalen DeBoer's track record looks like as a recruiter because if you win football games, it does not matter where your recruiting classes rank. And all Kalen DeBoer has ever done, no matter where he's been, is win football games. And also, I'll reiterate it, you're not going to have to be a great recruiter if you're the next head coach at the University of Alabama because that program recruits itself at this point. I did see a case against Mike Norvell um, in terms of recruiting for the Alabama job. It's, I guess the, the past couple of signing days for Florida State haven't gone all that well. And the point was, well, Mike Norvell maybe could do a good job at Bama, but he can't have signing day collapses like he's had in Tallahassee the past few years because that will, well, that will not fly to Alabama. 
you uh, you got to be winning those uh, recruiting battles on on the reg against uh, Georgia and Hugh Freeze at Auburn and of course all those other SEC schools out there. Cherokee Sooner says if Oregon doesn't give Landing a lifetime contract after that announcement, they're doing things wrong. Well, man, be, 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 be careful with lifetime contracts there, Cherokee Sooner, because I mean, think about this. If Oklahoma had handed Muleshoe a lifetime contract after the 2019 season when he was rumored as a candidate for the Cowboys job, where would Oklahoma be right now? Not in a uh, not in a great spot. Yeah, oh, and look, uh, Lanning's a great coach. He's in a great situation at Oregon. He's only been there two years. You uh, don't hand a guy a lifetime contract and you, unless you are absolutely certain beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is something you want to commit to for a lifetime. Loco Ohio says, shoot, I'd go after Dan Quinn if he would go to the college route. Plus, I want Dallas to not have a defense. Ha ha. Sorry to my brother Tyler and Kellyville for this, but hey, go Birds. Or Dan Quinn. Isn't Dan Quinn a target for the Seattle Seahawks job? He should I be. Thought, I saw that a, a couple of days ago. He very well should be. Um, in terms of 24 and 25 recruiting, no new names in 24. What are the odds we just... Don't hear about another new name on on the board before we get to signing day. Numbers are already tight, as it is. We bring that up multiple times per day. Is there a greater than 50% chance that no other name in the 2024 class emerges? I would say there's a greater than 90% chance. Because we're getting pretty close to signing day uh, number two, by the way. We're not that far out. There's not all that much left for anybody, not just Oklahoma. Right, I mean, like Ryan Williams is back on the market. There are a couple guys here and there that haven't signed or committed anywhere yet, but those are few and far between at this point. Yeah, twenty twenty five doesn't feel like a whole lot is imminent right now. Again, you're you're ahead of the chains, uh, just based on where you were the past few years at this time. But you got a top five class as it stands right now in twenty twenty five. The primary focus for the 25 class is the junior day that's coming up on January 27th. You'll have the number two linebacker, Jonah Williams, a five-star wide receiver, Caleb Cunningham, and a lot of other elite 2025 uh, prospects as well coming into Norman at the end of the month. So, there you go. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Still a ton of text to get to. We'll do our best to get to as many as possible coming up next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC, and El Reno bring you this hour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones, they sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. They also have half-price oil changes on Saturdays. Go see them. Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC, in El Reno. Paul Randolph is leaving Indiana to be the Oklahoma State defensive line coach. Emeka Igbuka is returning to Ohio State. Oh, you was in on him, right? Out of the state of Washington? Emeka Igbuka? OU was the runner-up for him. Yeah. It was OU and Ohio State all the way till close to signing day, I think. Yeah, well, he's uh, returning to Columbus next season. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not. He officially declared today. Text line for the 918 says, Ferguson to Florida State. Is that official, or did you see the crystal ball? Because there, there is a crystal ball there. I have not seen officially that Terrence Ferguson is heading to Florida State, but as we talked about earlier, uh, if that is, indeed is the plan... He's an Alabama offensive line uh, portal uh, player. It, if he goes to Florida State, wouldn't be all that shocking. Tyler from Kellyville says, Loco, Ohio, can't see it, but I'm flipping him off right now. <laughs> Same here. Get out of here, Loco, Ohio, with that Go Birds crap. Baker's going to beat him on Monday nights. That's going to happen. Anybody can beat the Eagles right now in the NFL after what they've looked like here recently. 
Uh, Hayes just dropped the edit, said Sam and Edmonds. So oh, okay. I guess Terrence well, Ferguson go. is uh, heading to Florida State. So now we're talking about the Lance Hurd. And if Hurd goes to Ole Miss or Tennessee, do you think OU is officially done this portal cycle until the following portal cycle after after the spring? Well, let us not forget about Casey Thompson. But well, with that exception, yeah, correct. then yes. I'm already count- – it's probably a wrong way to look at it. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the exact way to look at it. But I'm already just counting him as a member of this portal class. Yeah, it's – I mean – it's a very safe bet. I expect that it will be announced by the end of the week. But, yeah, after Casey Thompson and pending what happens with Zalanserd, I think OU's done in the portal. 405, does Saban retiring make Oklahoma's schedule harder, easier, or the same? Well, I think anytime you take away arguably the greatest head coach in college football history, and we'll see who they hire, but I don't think Alabama's going to hire a better coach than Saban. And now I, I, I know you have to look at that in terms of what's the, like what's the current level of Nick Saban. And in, one of the reasons apparently he's retiring is, well, I just can't give everything that I feel like this program needs. I'd still take that over just about any coach in college football right now. So I would say that it probably makes OU schedule easier next year if Nick Saban's not at Alabama. Do you think it makes it harder, easier, or the same? There is, there. there is no coach in the world, save for Bill Belichick, that is as good of a football coach as Nick Saban. So, yes, Oklahoma, they're going to have a much easier time against the Crimson Tide next year than they would have had Saban been the coach. Santa John wants to know, are Spencer Brown and Michael Tarquin still in the boat? Yes, they are. Scott T. wants to know, when is the basketball prospect OU is in on commit today? Uh, Oswin Aramunse. That's my best. Aramunse, if he commits uh, to OU. Yeah, it's, it's expected to go Providence's way this afternoon. Is it 4? I don't know if that's 4 Eastern. It's 3 or 4 p.m. One of the two. Yes, it's 4 p.m. I don't know if that's Central Time or Eastern Time. I would figure Eastern Time, so, so within a few minutes. Maybe here. in like five minutes. Of, in like five minutes, a Providence edit uh, might, might be dropping here. So A listener in the 615 says, I'll say this. If BV's portal philosophy doesn't put us in the playoff by 2026, he will either change his philosophy or we have the wrong guy. You better be in the playoff. A 12-team uh, 12 playoff team by 26? Playoff? Yes. Yeah, you better. You I need to be in the for, playoff. Forget the portal philosophy. Homeboy will be on hot seat philosophy <laughs> if, he's not in the, if he's not in the playoff by 26. Yeah, you want to talk about it. it ain't good enough. You don't get in a 12-team playoff within three years of entering the SEC. Yeah, people will be answering. I don't care what conference you're in. I, I don't matter. It doesn't matter what their schedule looks like. This is still OU last time I checked. You... Better not go three years, two, three years, whatever, of uh, not making the, the 12-team playoff. Peyton says, rumors flying that Lanning was spotted at the Loves in Alva, hearing he's a front-runner for the Northwest Oklahoma State head job. Ride, Rangers, ride. Dan Lanning to Alva, Oklahoma. He said no to Texas A&M. He said no to Alabama. But by God, he wants to hang his hat in Alva, Oklahoma. That's a heck of a report there, Peyton. I uh, I appreciate that. Kate of the 918 says, OU is the Nick Saban of signing preferred walk-ons, but they are the Buffalo Bills of landing the elite talents. <laughs> wow. Kate of the 918s. They are the best. They are the GOAT 
when it comes to getting preferred walk-ons, but man, when it comes to elite talent, they can get to the game, but they always finish second, just like the Buffalo Bills when it comes to elite talent. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of a doomer take, but also, at least as far as the portal goes, it's honestly not far from the truth, because... I like look look folks this is just the reality this is what you're going to have to get used to Oklahoma in the portal is going to be coming to the table with less capital than other schools they are not willing to spend the big bucks that other schools are willing to for the sake of their institutional culture and there will be guys that take a good solid amount of money and the opportunity for development at Oklahoma and they're content with that and they'll come to OU out of the transfer portal. It was good enough for Deion Burks. It was good enough for Caden Woolard, who had a real substantial market for his services, by the way, out of the portal. It wasn't good enough for some other guys. Geno Vandemark, Terrence Ferguson, those guys, they wanted a little bit bigger slice. And end of the day, those aren't the guys OU's going to get. Um, I will wish you safe travels to Lawrence. I will also wish myself Safe travels to Lawrence. Safe travels all around. I don't know if I'll see you on Saturday or not, but if I do, uh, I'll give you a wave and a thumbs up that we both made it there alive. All right, The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref.